Welcome to the Scottish Football Monitor Roundup Camp Podcast, where we look at the stories of the day in Scottish football. I'm Big Pink at the Scottish Football Monitor, and I want to start with a look at some stuff in the papers today. First of all, Daily Record. Um, according to them, Celtic started on Sunday with seven Scots in their team. And I've asked a, a quite legitimate question, how Scottish is your team? Perhaps food for thought in the blog, uh, where we may all reflect on the Scottish component or the homebred component uh, of each of our teams. And that's something that perhaps, hopefully, uh, will, will feature soon. Keith Jackson is turning in Dave King. It appears he's saying that King needs to answer some questions. He says also that King's task convictions make him, and wait for this, a man of mystery. Well, perhaps it, perhaps it does, but it's, I don't think it's the first thing that springs to mind when, you, when you're talking about somebody who's ripped off the tax authorities to the tune of several million pounds. But nonetheless, uh, Keith is on the on the game and on the case, apparently. You wonder why he doesn't actually just put any questions he's got to King via the Rangers PR office, though, or even ask them directly when the director's next turn up at a press conference. Or, in fact, if the rumours which have been circulating for the past hour are true, it's just about four o'clock here in Glasgow, uh, King actually has flown in to Glasgow. And uh, our um, uh, co-blogger, John James, Rangers blogger, uh, who's reporting that King is perhaps in Glasgow uh, thinks it may be for some sort of crisis finance meeting. This whole dynamic, though, with the press uh, is becoming quite interesting. I think that um, it's, it's significant that King is being questioned at all. And the latest blog that John James put out today, in fact, perhaps not latest, one of the latest because he's been very prolific today, um, he's been asking why is King looking for money which is lining fine fun bank accounts to the fans to address a shortfall that he himself was supposed to address, or at least promised that he would. Uh, is King as skint as John James says he is, or does he simply not want to risk his money given the current uncertainty surrounding the club? And if so, why would he expect the fans to hand over their money when he wants to keep his in his pocket? They're very interesting. Now turn to The Sun, and uh, they are reeling against the award of legal aid to Craig White. I, 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 this makes me uncomfortable because legal aid, of course, which The Sun are conveniently forgetting, is in place to allow people who have been accused of crimes and who are entitled to a presumption of innocence. Uh, legal aid is there to assist them in mounting their defence if they don't have the means to do so themselves. I think The Sun and many other newspapers uh, would be better turning their attention to the misreporting that went on about the extent of Craig White's wealth, uh, which was quite clearly over-exaggerated, given the fact that he's just been awarded legal aid. Um, but they will, of course, uh, continue to, uh, to pursue their own agenda. Uh, and I think that given the fact that there's so much negativity uh, about Craig White and the press, I think it's becoming very, very difficult to see how newspapers can avoid being accused of contempt of court because uh, Craig White's lawyers, one would imagine, uh, would be um, would be very upset to see that he's being portrayed routinely um, in such a negative fashion. 
Turning to the Herald now, and there's an interesting piece today by Graham McPherson on the post-Rangers Scottish football firmament. Uh, he's basically talking about the, the doom-mongers, uh, the, the warnings of Armageddon uh, when Rangers uh, were liquidated and the new club started in the, the bottom division. He reports that, Scott, how anyway, that they, and, and I think most of us would probably agree, and the, and the, uh, the Scottish Football Monitor, he reports that the, the warnings of seismic change to the game have actually never come to pass, and that the only prediction that survived unscathed is the prediction that the old club, new club debate would go on forever. And uh, yeah, I certainly would agree with that. I do think that McPherson missed an opportunity to do a wee bit more in-depth analysis of exactly what, if anything, did change and that, uh, that if any of those changes were actually beneficial uh, as opposed to the, um, the the damaging ones that, uh, that we were all warned about. And, of course, I think that the Armageddon thing has been seriously debunked for quite some time now. Uh, but um, no doubt that's the, the general nod in that direction we were getting from McPherson and the Herald. He also alludes to King's unfulfilled promises above investment, which again I think is very interesting, uh, given the fact that um, hitherto King has had a fairly easy ride over in the press. A couple more wee nuggets uh, that are in the papers this morning. Michael Stewart, former Hearts player, believes that uh, Chris Commons' dugout rant in Norway uh, in midweek showed that the Celtic management team is weak. And he criticises assistant manager John Collins, a Celtic assistant manager John Collins' people skills. To be fair, he's not the first commentator to have made that observation. Uh, and I think although the specifics might only be relevant to Celtic fans, there is a broader interest in addressing the dynamic. In any event, Ronnie Dyla and Chris Collins have apparently now kissed and made up and sealed that with a hug as Collins left the field on Saturday. Celtic have also been told by the NASL commissioner in the US, uh, his name is Bill Patterson, uh, that operating a franchise in the North American League could help to bring top American players to Celtic Park. I think given the the, the, the top story uh, that we spoke about, which was, you know, how Scottish is your team, uh, that would appear to be kind of counterproductive, but nonetheless, uh, the NASL apparently is expanding to 20 teams by 2018, and of course, Scottish football might want to take uh, some lessons from what happens in the, the American football, uh, sorry, American soccer uh, league as it, as it will be, um, because of course they operate a franchise system, which we've pretty much been doing by stealth over the past couple of years. Motherwell fans uh, are now apparently looking optimistically to, uh, towards the, the remainder of the season uh, as it appears that the appointment of Mark McGee has had a positive influence on the club a very well deserved uh, and, uh, and hard earned draw against Aberdeen and, and I think some might say that even that Motherwell were perhaps unlucky not to have uh, won the game Rangers goalkeeper Wes Fotherington can go on to become an England international, according to the, the Rangers boss Mark Warburton. Uh, the keeper was in inspired form, apparently, as he denied some men uh, at the weekend uh, when Rangers won 1-0 in Paisley. And some men fans, um, despite that loss, uh, very much encouraged by their form in the match, um, especially since the Rangers goalkeeper was the main influence on the outcome. I'd like to see 
also, uh, apart from what's in the papers, it's, it's, it's very subjective what you choose uh, as, the, as the top stories in the papers. And quite often, there's, there's very little of worthy of note in the papers that would even, uh, that, that would even uh, attract any kind of attention whatsoever. Um, but I think it's also worth talking sometimes about, uh, about what goes on in the blog, and I think maybe that would be uh, worthy of inclusion in future podcasts like this. Uh, I would also like to be joined, rather than struggling to find words to say here myself, I would like to be joined uh, perhaps on the telephone or perhaps even in, in the studio here at SFM Central in Glasgow by uh, some guests as well, and we will work to do that as, as we move forward as well. Just a wee word about Perth last week. Um, there were 23 people uh, who were at the, the inaugural Scottish Football Monitor get-together at McDermott Park, and it was really, really good fun. I, I did think it might be a bit strained with so many people, none of whom really knew each other, getting together and, and, and finding it difficult. But the one thing that really was amazing uh, is that, that, that there's so much passion for the game. And also the thing that, that struck me that, that came out of the meeting was that there's so much um, respect uh, by no matter which team people support, there was so much respect for uh, for other clubs in the league as well. And uh, the, also the other thing that came out of the meeting was I think that very much uh, a wish and a hope that uh, the Rangers fans uh, would start to engage with the blog a wee bit more. I think that that um, that that some chat that I had in the blog uh, with a Rangers fan the other day was basically trying to say, look. Why don't we try to find things that we, rather than the things that we know we're going to argue about uh, over this whole mess that's, that's happened at Ibrox over the past few years, let's try and find some of the things that we actually do agree on and, and try to build the relationship from there. Because if the, uh, I think if the terms of any relationship is based on disagreement, then you're going to continue to have that disagreement. But if we can try and find some sort of area where the terms of uh, our engagement is a positive one then maybe the disagreements will be easier to bear and the, the arguments about that will be easier as well but anyway uh, we made a uh, 101 pounds uh, altogether from the the perth symposium um, um we just about broke even on the tickets but there were some people who bought tickets um who who didn't go and and we knew they weren't going they just bought tickets to support us there were also the the five pound non-attendance tickets and we sold a few of those as well and we got a very nice donation um on the day of the the meeting itself from uh from a poster and and that uh, all in all added up to us making about 100 quid. I think it was £101 and something like that uh, of a profit after we had paid St Johnson their, their uh, cut for their very nice food, uh, their very nice centenary suite, uh, which we were in for a few hours, uh, and, uh, and their hospitality. So thanks to the people at St Johnson, particularly Laura, who looked after us uh, on, the, on the evening. And thanks particularly to all the guys who, who travelled quite a long way. I think there were at least two of the, the guys who were at the meeting. Uh, unfortunately, no uh, no women at the meeting, perhaps the next one. Uh, but there were two, two of the guys at the meeting 
who were staying overnight in Perth because they travelled uh, from such a such a distance. So that's real commitment, and I think that that passion for football, the commitment to what we're trying to do, and the instant friendships that, that appeared to spring up during the course of the meeting as well because we were all singing pretty much from the same hymn sheet, which is good uh, in one sense, but uh, we still need that wee, that wee bit of disagreement, I think, sometimes to add a wee bit of spice. But anyway, we'll do more of this, hopefully better uh, than I've done it today, but I thought if I don't get it done today, I'll probably wait forever. So on this day today, which is the 26th of October, we've had our very first Scottish Football Monitor SFM Roundup. 